Slice Audio. You know them, one of them cows with the hair, mini, 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 and then the horns, they're like cute, like mini Shetland cows, not Shetland, I'm not thinking of that, they're like Scottish, oh, you know what I'm talking Highlanders. about? There you go, them little, the mini ones? Yeah. Cool. Would you rather have a, like, as a pet, would you rather have a mini, what are they called? Highland? Highland. Cow. Yeah. Or a hairless cat? The Well, the cat, because the. Even though they're small cows, they still poop big. That's what, that's what I said. They're all going down that hallway like, oh, they're so cute. And they are cute. Until but they they're, they're the, the mess, still yeah. the size of a <laughs> fucking, they're a cow. Oh, Even a little cow yeah, is a the, cow. There's still, yeah. They make a big mess. I And then, and then someone, because we've been talking about hairless cats for a while in this company. <laughs> Someone's like, yeah, but they, you know, they, they leave butthole marks everywhere. <laughs> Windex and a butthole mark. Is a hundred times yeah. easier than you. You're a rancher. You know this. You're less likely to step in a hairless cat poo. That's just it. <laughs> you gotta lotion them though, like every day. Do you? Yeah. That's, mm. That's keeping me. I did know that was Murdoch a thing. podcast. <laughs> like you gotta like. I'm sure the even, cat loves it too. <laughs> I've seen it on TikTok where you just, know it's like you put it like you you just give them like an olive oil scrubbing couple times a week or they get flaky ah, i can go I, I can go a lot of directions on hairless cats <laughs> that's yeah Ugh. i still rather have listen windex and a butthole mark is not cleaning a manure pen see these people on tiktok where there's cows are just sleeping in their house yeah what what the fuck man i have to have calves in the house every once in a while get them warmed up in the house house? Yeah. Yeah, but in the entryway. Not, you don't, like, put them on the... You don't, like... No, they're not walking through the kitchen. Get them a Netflix subscription. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's cows. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, ding-dongs. Welcome to September. It's my boy's birthday yesterday. I mostly cried. <laughs> okay, tell me why. Um, well, nothing. It's just nice nice and sad. It's a nice cry. It's a nostalgia... You know what I mean? The pain of, of nostalgia. Of, like... I... um. I back on Facebook. You know what's nice about Facebook? You know if I was Facebook ad agency right now, I'd talk about the only thing that's worth it on Facebook. Facebook is a total dumpster fire, except for the pictures of your sweet kids. You, you hit that right right yeah. perfectly to the demo. How old? 21. Oh. Yeah, it was a big one. <laughs> I got wild kids. We already did this. My my kid dead looked me in the eye because he's had a fake ID for a while. And he's and I'm like, so what are you guys gonna do? You guys gonna go party or whatever? And he's and with all of his twenty, almost twenty one, this goes. I've done the bar scene, Dad. <laughs> like a forty two year old Wall Street dude who just can't take another martini because his ulcer's gonna give out. Cause it's fucking adorable. <laughs> I've done the bar scene, Dad. Ugh. Um, no, it's sweet. We're gonna go have a like a proper cocktail, like a. You know, like as men. I guess you know, sit you know. down, yeah. I've always thought my best version of fatherhood will be what we can figure out over three foot of mahogany, you know what I mean? Like really work on some, you know, flanking maneuvers for their lives and careers. Full disclosure, I'm reading the Joe Kennedy book, the Joe Senior book, The Patriarch, and like it's influencing a lot of, like it certainly influenced the nine uh, year long letter I wrote, yeah, I write them birthday letters, you know. Who wrote that? The Joe Kennedy one. 
the patriarch, whoever wrote the patriarch. I don't know his name. I I'm mean, listening it, to it. Is it like story. a historical account of it? Yeah, or, yeah. Okay. Yep. It's like the family gave this dude all the letters, and and then he uh, talked okay. to a million other embed. Like he did the sure. No, you know the real deal. He's a complicated dude. I, I tell I tell people it's such a fascinating character. You tell people you're reading that book, and they're like they're a Kennedy fan, right? Just in general. Or or and like a lot of people are like he's a fucking bastard. Like they're they're real. It's real interesting to hear, I what he did to his daughter and blah blah. blah. And, you know he lobotomized his kid because, oh yeah, uh, you know like there's some things that don't. But he wasn't a he wasn't a bootlegger. He didn't make any money bootlegging. He made money in the liquor business, but it was all legal. Now he might have you know snuck first in line a little <laughs> bit, sure. But like I don't know. He also like he made, got rich insider trading. And then was the first SEC commissioner that made it illegal. Sure, the whole book is is as I'm in the middle of it now. It's it's influencing in a silly way. I like. I better make sure I talk about my kid's sense of fucking purpose in my birthday letter. You know what I mean? It's sort of, so if years years from now my boys are listening to this. And they're wondering why that one was particularly like. And then find your sense of duty. It's because I'm reading the patriarch. I like the idea you're writing a birthday letter. Yeah, I've been doing it for a while. I mean, you know, they start when they're six. But what the fuck, you know? It's I love you, but like, you know, when they get a little older, you got to put a little teeth to it. See, I've never heard of that before. That seems like something I should probably maybe been doing. It's what I've really enjoyed about this patriarch book is like, is their communication back and forth was so thoughtful and and like, you know, it's listen this. A lot of the Kennedy family. Like, I don't know what it's like to have extreme wealth, right? Like, so I'm talking out my ass, right? But, like, here's what I like about this book. It, bastard as he was in some instances, he sure, even when he lobotomized, like, you put the work into his family. And it's work to be a, the patriarch of right. your, you know what I mean? You're fucking, you don't have any time to yourself. Not any time to yourself. The rich, rich version of this is you get a, <laughs> you get nine weeks in Palm Springs to, you know, fuck around on the side with the secretaries and stuff. So, like, you know, taking all, I, I, taking all that into consideration. I, 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 there's a, I don't know. I just appreciate the work. And I'm, certainly it's influencing me. I'm, I'm about to go on a Kennedy thing, I think. I'm going to, next book I'm going to read is White House by the Sea. Okay. Which is about that their place out there, you know, as as through the times of it mm-hmm. all. And then I'm not like I'm not interested in just the assassination stuff. I want it like Well, that's been done to death. I'm gonna deep dive into the no, I don't wanna I'm not gonna write anything. I just this is I just feel, you know No, I just mean, yeah. Everyone knows about that part of it. Do you got a do you got an opinion one way or the other? Are you like a, on the Kennedys? Yeah. No, I'm like on a on the uh, on the like JFK assassination. No, you don't care one way or the other. It, like I say, it's at this point, it's it's a footnote. I guess what would you do if it was like, oh yeah, that other guy, he was there helping. That's not like it would change anything at this point. It, yeah, exactly. God, it make that one annoying dipshit friend of yours that you used to smoke pot <laughs> with. That that's what this is the problem. Okay, I'm a big fix your own. You got to fix your own demo, right? I am a. And I'm not trying to be an asshole about it. Like I'm not. It's not my personality by any means. But like I'm, you know, I occasionally like to, like a little recreational marijuana, Dean. But you know, people don't think of me who's working their ass off. I got up at five thirty this morning. I've got my ass to work. <laughs> they don't think about the me's. You know, they think about that asshole who won't stop talking about Kennedy's conspiracy theories. <laughs> you, we got, we got, they got to take care of those guys and get them out of the way. 
back and to the left. Back and to the left. <laughs> I tried to rewatch the JFK, that the Costner movie. I was on a Costner kick a few months back, you know? And, like, I mean, it just sucked. The JFK movie does. Oliver Stone movies don't hold up as much as you think they would. Yeah. I'm sure some of them do. But oh, I don't know. You know what still holds up? Dances with Wolves. You don't think so? That was a little hard for me to watch the second time around. Really? Yeah. Oh fuck! Now I gotta go back and watch it. Now I'm worried it doesn't. Now I, I don't hold up. I worked on that movie set. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Fucking Dean! Look at this. <laughs> Dean worked on the movie set. It's time for another oh, edition Dances of with Wolves. learning new things about Dean. <laughs> You're a fascinating creature, man. What did you do on the movie set? It's, it's by proxy. My mom was an uh, animal wrangler. Oh, okay. So we were messing with the with the wolfhounds. We That's had to, pretty badass, yeah. dude. The wolfhounds like the like the the the, the, the dog he feeds the bacon to. Yeah. Okay. That's, That's pretty the, cool. Yeah, big Irish wolfhounds. Oh wait! In the beginning of the thing, uh, that you, where where you steal it from that one fat guy who plays a fat guy and all the British stuff. <laughs> and the beginning, he I, like loses his mind and kills himself. I can't remember now. Okay. Well, you don't want to talk about it. You talk about it like it's a like. Do, do you, did you, do you have a, were we repressing a memory? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was very boring from what I remember. Just like behind the scenes, I'm watching dogs while they're doing their takes. And you're out. You're like north of White Lake. Yeah. It's not like there's anything up there. No. It's just fucking grass. Yeah. And this back in the time, I didn't have a cell phone or anything like that. You just had to sit there with your thoughts uphill, <laughs> both ways in the snow. <laughs> Working on the movie set, <laughs> Dances with Wolves. And it's time for another edition of <laughs> Learning New Things About Dean. That's pretty badass, man. Um, bum, 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 bum. Hold on, I forgot to pull up my thing here. Oh, we we're in Sioux Falls last week. I kind of talked about that. Did some trainings. Yeah, you snuck in the whole podcast. I uh... I didn't want to bug you guys. You were all on vacation. A whole podcast. I did like 12 minutes. Oh. <laughs> and the only thing we really talked about is that one dude. Do you remember that one dude? He, you remember that? There's that dating app where like rich dipshits join. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, and that woman got arrested because they, they matched, and then she sent him 65,000, 65,000 texts, and then she got caught bathing in his house because what the fuck you think is going to happen on an app like this, right? <laughs> You know what's shitty about this? I've been thinking about this more though. I should I should I should have talked about it more last week. They just doled that lady out and just let everybody put a microphone. Clearly, this woman has mental health issues, right? Like this, no, it's not yeah. like like the the dumbest psychologist in the land figures out that this woman is tragically suffering from something. We just roll her out in front of all the cameras and make her a TikTok star. That's fucking gross, dude. <laughs> okay, do you want to do the news? Okay. Well, um, hold on. I might have pre-news. Bum, 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 bum. Remind me to talk about the Missouri River canoe dude, and then we can do the news. Okay. Not really breaking news with Dean. Want to start off with sad stuff? What do you got? Well, Jimmy Buffett, obviously. Ah, Buffett died, man. I, um, I get you know I got Buffett to thank cause for the coolest Jamaican drug deal I've ever been on ever. <laughs> Fuck yeah, seriously. Okay, I, well, finish the you story. You want me to expound? <laughs> I was on. I was on. Let's see. I was on. A, okay, so 
used to be in the motorcycle industry. Right. And they used to do this thing in the motorcycle industry called Oh, you're just going to get the full story. Fuck, this might, you might not get to the news in this episode. This one might take a while. Buckle up, everybody. This one has a runway. So I was in the motorcycle industry, and we were on this motorcycle. It was like a motorcycle rally on the sea, you know, called Hogs on the High Seas. Okay. And they would bring industry people, and I was a person in the magazine, the, the motorcycle media world. I'm, I'm a dude. So I got a free cruise, and not a shitty one where they bury in the bottom where the Titanic people died. I had a suite where I could see, and I would, you know, I would be one of the rich Titanic people that lived. Nice. Fuck yeah, nice. <laughs> and I still never go on another one. And like, <laughs> I won't. I just won't. Some of the people were wonderful. I'm a shit talk the concept of it because, like, I would rather. Ugh, I'm trying to think of how many fingers I'd have would gladly lose to not have to go on another one. <laughs> but at the same time, I have dear friends I was on it with. Okay. You know what I mean? <clears throat> it's the whole concept of a cruise is very restricting. You only, you know, you get two. You get first off, you're just on a floating buffet casino. That's all you're at. You're just that. You're there like you're at. You're at a feeding frenzy. Okay, you're just there to fatten you the fuck up a little. It feels like, and then you got to eat dinner with people that you're kind of. You know what I mean? Like you know, table twenty seven G and what you know. You got a this couple from Indiana is your new best friend. Cool. <laughs> fuck every night. Really? You know what I mean? That kind of sucks. And then you get like, you go to the Dominican and you it's sold as like, go to seven different locations, sure. which I totally understand. And if it's your jam, rock and roll. But okay, you pull up to the deal and it's like the corporate fake version of it. It's not real. It's all Disney World eyes. And then you only get two hours. I can barely get to the real part in two hours. You know what I mean? It's so restrictive, but the whole thing's not, it's designed to not be my speed for vacation. And I'm getting there, trust me. And and the only time, first off, I had to get away from these people. I'm we're 10 days into this thing and it's shitty fucking dock after shitty dock. 10 days into a motorcycle cruise. Motorcycle rally on a boat. And I just got over my seasickness, right? Because that happened. And like, so we get to, you get eight hours in Jamaica and I'm like fucking finally we get eight hours I can get off this boat and stretch and see some people so you know you get we don't really make plans to get off a boat and you go and my I was married at the time so my ex is with me okay it's important you remember that part of the story okay. <laughs> and so like we go, you follow the crowd, and the crowd gets out. Cruise ship people fucking suck. So they get off the boat. Where do they go? Well, they go to the mall, and they go to the, you know, fucking Chili's. It's like they get off and <laughs> go to the Dallas-Fort Worth airport. These fucking people are the worst. Sorry. And, like, <laughs> so everyone ends up at Margaritaville. Finally, we get to Jimmy okay. Buffett dying. No disrespect. I'm, that's a vibe. I share part of it, right? I get part of it. Yeah. You're in that bar for like nine minutes and you hear that fucking salt song six times. And it's some it's the same dipshit from dinner last night because now you're buddies. Now I got a drink with this asshole at 10 in the morning. Fuck no. So I had to get the fuck out of it. So we got out of there. Thank you, Jimmy Buffett. No, thank you, Jimmy Buffett. Okay. Now I'm going to move around a little bit here. Okay. We decide to go take a do these tours, okay? And still to this day, I adhere to this rule. It's a little pre Uber, right? But like, always, if you have the chance, pick your taxi driver based on how funny they are. 
And if the first couple ain't that funny, they ain't your taxi driver. Gotcha. That's usually how I operate Good in this situation. Thumb. I don't You decide. You hear the rest of the story and you can decide. So, like, you know, first coup aren't that funny. Next dude's a little funny. And we want to go to the Bob Marley mausoleum, which is a jaunt. And we're really going to be pushing it on time here. Sure. And so, like, you know, we lose a, we get lost on the road. We might miss the boat. So we're on, you know, it's got to work. And he's like, ah, then you'll be my only customer. I ain't going to get any more customers. I'm like, no problem. What's that going to cost? What's for the day? I don't know. 80 bucks. I'm like, we'll make it 100 with the tip, right? Cool. Have a plan. Excellent. Get into the car. Got to make a quick stop first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So this is, so like Jamaican cab drivers, again, this is, I don't know, this is almost 20 years ago. So I don't know what it's like now. I ain't been back. Right? But like at the time. Jamaican cab drivers, you know, it's real obvious if you're like white Midwest people, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And if and if, and Jamaican cab drivers to calm Midwest white people down because they have a look about them, they go they just sing <laughs> the every little thing will be all right from that one Bob Marley song. <laughs> and it kind of works, right? So he's we just gotta make a stop first. Every little thing gonna be all right <laughs> and like it you know if you just repeat it over and over it kind of works i mean i hate to admit it but it just that's what they do and so like all of a sudden i'm not paying attention and we go through this gate and like there's six to eight dudes dressed in like you know like the movies with like the sunglasses and yeah. everyone's sweaty and everyone's wearing cutoffs and shit and a couple people have ak-47s <laughs> and all the houses look like i wouldn't want to live there right and the air gets real tense, <laughs> and 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 dude, every little thing <laughs> gonna be all right. And he, you know, all right, every little thing will be all right. <laughs> so he, I gotta run. I'll be right back. Goes in. Now it's just us in the parking lot, and we're surrounded by a couple of AK forty sevens. And remember, my ex wife, we're still married at the time. <laughs> just goes, and I've heard this a million times. Jesus fucking Christ, Brad. <laughs> well, I get. You know, because I generally, I'm so fucking hard to kidnap. I'm 6'2", and who wants to rape a guy like me, right? So, like, I don't know. I'm not that worried about it, but I'm not a woman and all of that. Sure. I don't I don't understand, but I'm trying to. Anyway, I had a real laissez-faire attitude about customs and shit like that. But, you know, we're in the middle of a drug deal. Jesus fucking Christ, right? Guy comes back with a six-pack of Red Stripe. Okay. And a giant brick of weed <laughs> sets both on my lap. Have a beer if you want. I'm like, yeah, I'll have a beer. This time I need a beer. At first he offered a beer and I didn't want a beer because I wanted to keep my wits about me. Now I just need a beer. <laughs> and then we do one more of these stops and he's like, you can take some out of there if you want. I'm like, well, I'm not going to light anybody in this situation. No way am I just taking willy-nilly tourist weed. No way. AK-47, Ed. And then... We get now these drug deals are taking so long, we're not gonna make the mausoleum, right? And so I'm like, let's just you know do something else. Ended up being one of the most fun days I've ever had, drug deal included, which is wild. Like, I don't, I know in that situation, you're supposed to be like, I don't like this, I should not be in this situation. Hmm. I'm not an alcoholic, I don't have a gambling problem. I fucking loved that feeling, Dean. It was thrilling. It was thrilling. Everything's gonna be I was, all right. <laughs> this and this isn't me. Look how tough I am. I was fucking shit terrified, but it's, it was thrilling. I can't watch horror movies. I won't watch The Walking Dead by myself because I'm too scared of it. But I'd do that tomorrow. 
And then, you know, so we like, I don't know, we went to end up at some bar or eating jerk chicken off a hubcap and drinking warm red stripe with locals. Nice. Took us to this medicine man dude who's like three and a half foot tall with six foot dreadlocks and he's telling us about his religion and the coffee beans and it's it's really just, a, he's smoking a joint the size of a fucking Pepsi can. Like real Jamaica. Ju- yeah. And, you know, I don't, I'm trying to understand the religion, but, it, you know white dude in South Dakota. I think he passes how <laughs> fucked up everybody was, which is cool by me. That's what's signed me up. <laughs> but he was wild, and we went to these cool waterfalls. It was kind of bitching. And then, you know, um, then we got an argument about a tip, because then we got to the end. He's like, hey, man, 100 bucks. I'm like, we well, didn't go to the mausoleum. I ain't giving you 100 bucks. Just And then this is what we both live for a little, his moment and my moment. It's like, there's no fucking way I'm going to give you a... I bought you lunch and got you fucked up while you drove us around. No way. I'm giving you a hundred bucks. And then immediately as we start negotiating about it, it's like you're just pegged. My ex, she starts getting her hair braided by six women out of the blue, and you can't fend them all off until you start throwing 20s at them. So all of a sudden we got to start moving. And then the cops are coming, so everybody's getting a little nervous. <laughs> and fine, he shakes out his hand. He's like, hey, man, we're even. And then I noticed there's a little thing in my hand. I'm like, all right, 100 bucks, we're even. And then we all got blasted on the boat that <laughs> night, and it was awesome. Thank you, Jimmy Buffett. I appreciate it. <laughs> Not really breaking news with Dean. What else? Who else died? Steve Hartwell. Who's that? Smash Mouth lead singer. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, listen, I took the under. So, like, he made it farther than I thought he I'm not trying to be a dick, but, like, that dude's been dying for a while. 56 years old. Past eight years, cardiomyopathy, which makes your heart don't work very well, was in hospice care just yeah. before he died. Bummer. Yeah. You can't live off booze. Oh, you can apparently <laughs> extend your life quite a bit if you get Shrek money. <laughs> Listen. That, well, that was a, if like, you wouldn't yeah. have got Shrek money, you that he had never made it. The Shrek money keep. That's how. That's how. Listen. You want to know what privilege is? You can be a <laughs> fall down drunk, but you hit Shrek hit money, <laughs> and you'll live for twenty more years. Song by the Monkees. It isn't even your. You didn't even yeah. write it. You just covered it. Covered it. Yep. <laughs> Fuck. Not like it pictures Donkey singing along to it now too. Who else died, man? Jesus. Uh, Gary Wright. Bob Barker, too. Bob Barker? We didn't talk about Bob Barker. Oh, Bob yeah. Barker, funniest meme I saw on Bob Barker because he died at 99, was just one under it. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was great. That meme has been going around a lot. Poor Bob Barker. Bob Bar- he lived in South Dakota for a while. He lived in the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. His mom was a teacher. Oh, yeah? On the res. Yeah. No shit. That's badass. Bob Barker was a bad man. Bob Barker wouldn't hear your bullshit about work-life balance. Bob Barker would slap you in your face and tell you to hit the fucking wheel, toots. That's what Bob Barker would say. Uh, anybody else? Jesus. It's like visiting my grandmother. Uh, that was the only other one. It was uh, yeah, Bob Barker and then Gary Wright, the old Dreamweaver. Gary Wright. Dream oh, the, he sung, He did the song? Yeah. The, from Wayne's World? That's all I know. I'm not, <laughs> Just give everyone's age references straight. Those are all the people. Fucking Tia Carrere in that first Wayne's World movie? Fuck. Oh, yeah. That was sexy. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's talk about some real news then. That was all real news. Usually you talk about Nazis and shit. Give me, <laughs> I'll take that. Real news. 
No Nazis. Uh, Searing heat waves scorching Texas may have uncovered a silver lining. 70 new dinosaur tracks found in the Paluxy River. Go pitch that to the go pitch that to the low profit income neighborhood. It's been 106 and they haven't had air conditioning since May. Go tell them the dinosaur tracks you found. I bet they'll do backflips. I bet they can't wait to get a shovel and help dig. They call it Dinosaur Valley State Park, so apparently they found dinosaurs there before too. Be fun, you know. I guess it'd be goofy if you found something other than dinosaurs there. Like if you just found like you know. I don't know what would be, what's the opposite of finding dinosaurs? Six chickens? No, they're kind of the same. <laughs> Six chickens. Um, Narcan, the nasal spray that reverses opioid overdoses, is hitting store shelves this month for the first time without uh, prescription. Good. It says right here. I'm sure there's like reasons where people with like whatever will say that's bad, but like less overdoses better than more overdoses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Forty four ninety nine. Major retailers include SVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens. A little Walmart. bit dangerous to just know you could, you know. I I don't know. I guess it's hard to it's it, it's easy to get talked into like the the misconception that people more people will get fucking buck wild on fentanyl if they know they have this around. That's not really how that works. You know what I mean? I could see where people would argue that, but but I could see what you know. Yeah. I could clearly I could see why they would say that, but it's just it's it's from such a luxurious perspective of not understanding how heroin addiction works. You know what I mean? It's just it's not quite how that works. Oh, that's I don't know. That's good, I guess. Have you watched that? Uh, is it on Netflix? The new there's a new movie. It's got the dude from Ferris Bueller on it, and uh, and it's about the Sackler family. I think no. it's Netflix called Painkillers. Oh, um, no, I did see a preview of that. Um, it looks so good. I tried to watch it this weekend, but then I didn't want to spend all of my. Listen, I'm already reading a biography about Joe Kennedy. How much heavy lifting do you want me to do during this weekend? You know what I mean? That was going to send me on a Wikipedia tirade that was going to bum me the fuck out all weekend. And then they, and they had a Michael, Michael Keaton one a couple years back about the whole. Or yeah. the thing that was this, supposed to be really good, too. I don't know if this is better or worse. I tr- that one was great. That was all just real fucking heavy, though. This is more about the family. Oh. And, like, gotcha. rich, beautiful teenagers that were just legally selling heroin to old doctors who like talking to pretty teenagers. It's it's heavy, man. You got a real, but you got a, but you got a, you got a. Right after it's done, you need to watch a document. You need to watch the Secret Life of Walter Mitty or something that like <laughs> makes your heart. That's my depression movie. Do you have a depression movie? What's your depression movie? Depression movie? Not the movie that you watch over and over and over because you're depressed. That's any Orkin, any Aaron Sorkin television show. I'm talking about the one that gets you the fuck out of it. The Grippy Sock Spring movie. Oh, gee. I don't think I have a go-to. Oh, one. you should have one. Borrow mine if you'd like. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Ben Stiller. It's a beautiful movie. I remember it, but I don't remember it is that the well, sound. I guess. It is the. It is. I guess it's the best soundtrack movie. I think I've ever seen. And it is just. It's it just I just ball I ball through the whole thing. It makes me feel. That's the one where he kind of like daydreams through a bunch yeah. of different things yes 
Oh, yeah, I'll watch that again. It's a, it's the, if you're ever like, oh man, just oof, life is a real bum the fuck out and I hate everything and everybody sucks because that often is just how it is, right? That's a good one to like pop you right the fuck out of it. The Missouri canoe. Oh, yeah. There's a dude. First off, I ain't heard from him for a while. He well, has this is someone you know. Mm, no is a very strong word. <laughs> okay. He's a TikTok star. Okay. All right. I know him because during COVID, he canoed the Mississippi, top to bottom. Now he is canoeing the Missouri, top to, to where it runs into the Mississippi down by Sioux City, Iowa. Okay. You gotta, you're up in Mont. He's up in Montana, somewhere in the middle of Montana, and he's got to go through North Dakota. He's in a canoe. So he's got a little pack of stuff, and he just stops Sleeps, along the way. Sleeps, and- tents, fire camps. He, for some dumb reason, he loves Applebee's. So, like, whenever there's an Applebee's, he's got fans. It's just like, you know, you. So, like, I think we should go help him in pier, because he's got to pull up. When you get to them big spillways, you got to yank the thing oh, up, sure, and yeah. you got to drag it up the thing. You know what I mean? That's a four mile jaunt. I think we should head over to pier with the with the KBHP truck and help him out. And you know what I mean? I make that road trip. Sure. Have a little fun, right? It'd be cool. He's the gingerest, most pale kid you've ever seen, and he's on the water all day. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. He's, but so, like, I don't know. About a week ago was his last check in. I'm a little worried. I'm just. I'm like. A, I'm like a grandmother. What if he drowned? I'm just terrified about him. I'm sure he's fine, but I don't know when he, we got to connect with him. I want to put him with you guys and and let you guys fuck around with him on the cast a little. Okay. And the, and then like you know when he's in the Oahe, let's give him a break. <laughs> Hollow's canoe. Sounds like a plan. Well, you know, draft off his TikTokness a little. Listen, if you don't want to do the actual work, I get it. And full disclosure, last week, I, this is what I was talking about last week. It's like, I was, you know, I've been on the road drinking martinis like crazy. And like, I drunkenly sent him a note being like, hey, man, we'll help you in here. And then he's, and because I didn't think he would, he'd, I thought he'd be like, listen, drunk weirdo, get away from me. <laughs> he's like, I'd love some help in here. I'm like, shit. So now I committed to it. Now I want to pawn it off as a bit. <laughs> and if you pitch it this way to like Mitchell in Houston, this will work. He's a TikTok star. Draft <laughs> off his TikTokness a little. Oh, he gen- outside of all that, I would go do it myself because he's a genuine. He's funny and he's nice and he's a good. He seems. I don't yeah. know. I hope he's not a. You never know who's a Jared from Subway and not these days. But like, <laughs> he doesn't seem like he's a terrorist. And and he's canoeing his ass across the Missouri, which is that's difficult. <laughs> okay. Um, Don't let me forget. I was supposed to do. We already went through a cast meeting, and we didn't get a chance to bring it up. Thir- next okay. Thursday, I, we got I got to talk about it. Brain, <laughs> brain scans conducted on Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell found no evidence that he has had a seizure or disorder <laughs> or experienced a stroke in connection with his second public episode of freezing up as he spoke. I don't know. I mean. You got to do something, them, right? Yeah, I don't think it's good for America to be so tickled pink about this. I think it's clever. He probably just does it to a point so they can. Oh, just walk you think away. it's avoidance? Now he now he can just punch out when he don't want to answer a question. Right. Or maybe I guess I never thought he was Andy Warholing us the entire time. I'm gonna try it or next meeting. I'll just sit there and just not react to anything until you guys <laughs> escort me out. Have John Thune. <laughs> Come behind you. No, I, I mean, you know, generally speaking, I think maybe we have too many. I, I'm not an ageist. I, I, institutional knowledge is 
is necessary, not just beneficial. But maybe we've got too many people north of 75 running shit. Now, here's the difference. You can't just give it to a 22-year-old. No. Right? I'm not saying that either. So, like, punch the fuck in a little. And, you know, wherever you're at, I'm, I'm telling you this is true. Anywhere in America, this is happening. There's a 78-year-old dude. And maybe he's even a good shit. Right? But he's 78. I mean, 78. 58? Looks like he can win the Olympics, comparatively. <laughs> but still not. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean you don't get it. You get eight out of ten things you want. You don't get ten out of ten things you want, but you ain't going to win with ten <laughs> out of ten things. That whole, that will serve you favors politically. Burning Man? Oh, fucking Burning Man. I still kind of want to go sometime. I just, this is. I'm amazed it took this long until Burning Man was a total clusterfuck that made the evening news. Aren't you? It took. It just took one big ass rainstorm. They had no idea what to do. <laughs> it looks stressful to me. It's like when they get ice in places like Georgia and they just. I'm not thinking you know, like, chaos. <laughs> I mean, I somebody died, right? So like, you know. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, and like, and you just go to Burning Man and you're not some helicopter billionaire, you know what I mean? I don't think it's awesome. I think you're in the desert and it sucks unless you're tripping on acid for seven days and trying to fuck your buddy's wife. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I just, I hope. <clears throat> if you have been camping when it's raining. Oh, yeah. I don't wish that on anybody. No, it sucks. It's not not funny. A little. You know. I'm always confused because I see them exiting and they're leaving the desert and they're all in rows but it's not like a road i'm like why wouldn't you just go around the people that are all lined well, up? well i mean well i think part of it is just you're supposed to just you know just unplug a little take all this acid have you met my wife <laughs> go slow i don't I have no idea what burning man is i remember i remember in my 20s going oh one day i'm gonna go to burning man and now i'm like if I'm a helicopter billionaire, I think it sounds like fun. I think if I think if you you know, I think if you have to spend your life savings on your annual vacation to do it, it's too commercialized, man. Oh, for God! <laughs> Burning Man used to mean something. I I do. I, I've sat in meetings with those people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've never gone, so how can I judge? Maybe you know, most of these people probably had a nice time in the mud. 14-year-old boy from Massachusetts died after he ate one of those, I pronounce this right, Pacquiao chips. Those one-chip chips. Remember the ding-dongs next door here that do the one-chip challenge? Oh, is this the hot thing? Yeah. Oh, no. Someone died from it? Well. How'd they die from it? They say they haven't got the autopsy results, but, like, he ate the chip and then died a little bit later. 14's a tough area to try to want to find the humor in this team. No, I'm not trying to find humor. I just... I'm just saying I don't have a quippy, you know, <laughs> little deal. Remember when Brandon ate the one chip? It's got, this, that's exactly what I'm thinking about. Is like, yeah. this, these unfortunate tragedies happen, and now everywhere in America, on in, in, every radio station in America is going to have a memo sent. 
Like, don't do that bit now. That's probably true. Now you won't be able to eat any, and it won't just be that. It'll be no more food bits ever, and it'll kill, you know what I mean? It'll also somehow kill, there'll be some bakery in some bumblefuck Idaho town that hasn't even heard of these packy chips, and now there's going to be some corporate America ruling where they can't come in and eat the, it doesn't bother me, I don't eat listener food as it is. (laughs) You're missing out on some good food. (laughs) (laughs) That's a story for another time. Uh, two, ni- two Chinese construction workers looking for a shortcut last month destroyed part of the Great Wall by driving machinery through it. You'd think that kind of happened all the time, really, wouldn't it? Like, one of the seven wonders, and then they like, we need to get through this thing quick, and so they basically found a little hole and <clears> dug <throat> it bigger. Okay, but, like, you know how, you know how people around here are like, oh, I'm not Rushmore, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? He's just, it's just now it's just a burden. Yeah. You've said it yourself. You bitch about the tourists here. You know what I mean? You're like, I can't get everywhere. It's traffic, blah, blah, blah. This, this is that. You know what I mean? I don't think some, there's a lot of traffic on the Great Wall. No, but like there's some, you know, Ted, the construction worker in China. It's not Ted. It's, you know, T or whatever. And like every day he's, you know, there's some dipshit on the wall slowing him up you know what i mean trying to get a selfie and it costs him an hour and he misses a soccer game for his kids and the next day he's still fucking mad about it (laughs) and you put a truck through the wall i can see where that happens i start to see that too (laughs) we're we're all you know we're all the same you don't think there's chinese rob you know what I mean? You ever driven anywhere with our buddy Rob? Chinese Rob. Chinese I hope Rob. A Chinese Rob. I guarantee you, so there's a Chinese Rob. He's just at this Chinese Rob's agency trying to make interesting Chinese shit. And the second you get a car with him, and someone cuts him off, he's mad for three weeks. <laughs> Vengeance on the fucking jihad on the family. That's you know, it's Rob. Uh, <laughs> four-page letter that Ernest Hemingway wrote to his lawyer after he survived two back-to-back plane crashes. Sold at auction for $237,000. That's a, well, I guess if Americans had a deeper understanding of our great authors, they would have paid more for that. <laughs> that sounds cheap. <laughs> like, I couldn't write a check for that, but that sounds like something that should go in the millions. Dumb fuck NFTs with somebody's nipples on them are going for 13 trillion crypto whatevers. Ernest Hemingway used to have to sing and dance, Dean. This guy actually wrote something. Yeah, it's Ernest Hemingway. He's the man. I went through a phase of that. I don't know. You, you know, you go through these phases of authors. <sighs> My boys are in the Kerouac. They're just getting into the Kerouac phase. You know what I mean? With the beat poets and the beatniks and the, you know, wander and explore young 20s. You know what I mean? Their version of America version, sure. is a lot, I think, similar to what these guys are going to be. There's going to there's gonna be some great writers are going to come out of these Gen Zers that have just, you know, they're not all going to be camper TikTok stars. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not everybody can suck dicks on OnlyFans. So, like, some of these guys are going to write wonderful stories, right? <laughs> Anyways, my boys are, I think, going through their Kerouac bit a little. And I went through that hard, like, so much. I'm so glad I didn't do it. Like, I have one Hunter S. Thompson quote on my arm, and I'm lucky there ain't 14. Yeah, because I, mean, I went through the Hunter phase and the Bukowski phase and the Kerouac phase. You're a real asshole in them phases because they're all real <laughs> selfish. You know what I mean? They're all real because you need them because they're self-inflective and you got to have that time to spread your wings. Everybody does, right? <laughs> but you know, you're not that empathetic in those modes. That's fair. Last one? Yeah, go for it. 
Thousands of Airbnbs and short-term rentals are about to be wiped off the mat in New York City, where Local Law 18 came into effect, which now basically says you can't do Airbnb in New York. Yeah, that's a tough one. We have that in like we have in the smallest. If you take away three zeros or four, maybe that's what happens here too, right? Like there's a bunch of people who used to be able to afford a twelve hundred dollar two bedroom apartment, but now that two bedroom apartment here in the hills is eighteen hundred now, and and your milk is more, and your chickens more, and you didn't take that vacation because your kid's sick, right? That's happening a little everywhere. Airbnbs don't generally promote to the tourism or to the tax economy like hotels have to i can be a i can yeah. i've said you wouldn't believe how many fucking meetings i've sat in this topic dean specifically to where we are in a tourism industry there's an explosion of airbnbs and vrbos look at this folks not just dick jokes once in a while he'll tell you about some things <laughs> and so well the problem with that is those airbnbs while they certainly promote to general sales tax and such like hotels and bars and tourism driven businesses usually have what's called a bed BBB tax, yeah. So, they, so and then there's service fees and blah blah blah. So you get the ability to take some take a family from Rhode Island, and when they come out here and stay in a hotel, they generate a little extra money that goes to our tourism and goes yeah. to this, goes to that. When they say Airbnbs, they don't. It just goes to Ted the Dingling. Now, too often, Ted the Dingling owns seventeen of them. Doesn't com- doesn't isn't a member of the city council. Yeah. Doesn't help out with the local Cub Scouts, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just you know, it's all we're a microcosm of what they're dealing with i suppose i can do a whole bit on the other side too which is not what's nice about me you just give me the i can i can listen that's their investment and that's the market and the market shakes itself i can i can do both sides i've been watching a lot of those videos about little apartment tours in new york looking at manhattan real estate i do it once a year i allow myself the mental vacation of like oh fuck i would love a downtown like a midtown apartment overlooking park some of that stuff's cool but then they say the price. Million bucks. <laughs> That's where I'm like, you, you know, you do that. You do. What do you? You play the game with the Powerball game. You win. You win nine hundred <laughs> million bucks. That dude who won it from the middle of our state, he bought all that land. Now listen, he's a good business guy and doubled his money. That's not what I would do. I don't want an apartment in New York, for sure, New York. And then, and then, maybe that's it. In in America, Mexico City, he's, fucking Bangkok. You know what I mean? Let's go see Tokyo. Yeah. Dubai. Fuck it. Dubai. There you go. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be swanky. Swanky. But, you know, you got to, that, I just rattled off to do it in the way I'm doing it. That was, that's $3 billion <laughs> I just rattled that off. Pretty quick, yeah. I need Bezos money, man. <laughs> I'm not that smart. Um, boom, 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 boom. Did you ever interview Ted Nugent? No. Interviewed Ted Nugent. I don't know. I, why, why was I thinking about this the other day? Oh, we're setting we're setting up a. Uh, I'm gonna shut my mic off. Okay. And I don't want to do that interview now that we're back. <laughs> and, and I said just kind of out loud to nobody, but I didn't realize how packed the room was. I would rather interview Ted Nugent. <laughs> and then it dawned on me I did interview Ted Nugent once 100 years ago. Was this when you were in Sioux Falls? No, I was doing dick jokes here in Rapid. <laughs> and he was, I think he had a book out or something, or he was like, I was, what did he, remember when he was speaking with Glenn Beck? 
and they'd yeah. stop here and talk to all them idiots. Yeah. I think that's what we were. I think I think that. Listen, he was hitting I, that apex of all the if, Ted Nugent stuff. My father would put his hand on a stack of Bibles right now and tell you that he is a, a Christian man. He believes in one God. But if Ted Nugent had a religion, he would be a disciple. He fucking loves him. For a while, everything was zebra striped in our house because he just, you know what I mean? He was into it, dude. <laughs> Wang, bang, sweet poon tang, baby. We were a Ted Nugent house because we all archery. We shot archery. Yeah. We was our family. You know what I mean? We all, we loved it. And he's, you know, he can shoot a reindeer from nine miles or whatever he can fucking do with a bow. But, you know, then he puts a picture of Hillary Clinton on stage and shoots flaming arrows at her. That's fucked up. I'm sorry. I don't know. I just, anyways, here's how you interview Ted Nugent. You shoot him an email and his press person goes, yeah, yeah. Picks a day, always says yes, always says yes. Almost everybody will get a yes. He'll interview anybody who will ever talk to him, which is a fuckload of work, right? Even though I think he's goofy as shit. Like, I, that's impressive. And then you know what he does? Has to be live <laughs> yeah. and has to at least be a half hour. You interview people. We have, we have famous people coming in here every month where we're like, who wants to talk to... And you get 90 seconds yeah. and a list of shit you can't talk about. Right. And a list of, you know what I mean? No, no, the nudge. The nudge is like, fuck it, send it. And then sits there, you know, and like, he just talks until he makes sense. Because listen, (laughs) I can relate. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? We just kind of bolt for a half hour. It was fun. I wouldn't put that guy in charge of what to eat for breakfast. But like, I appreciate anybody who will say you can't edit it and it has to at least be a half hour so we can fucking get to know each other. It's very impressive for a dingling. If you had to make breakfast so you'd have to go out and kill it, it'd take too long. That was it. And we were eating, you know what I mean? We'd like we'd get a catalog in and buy Ted Nugent like elk and shit. He came to Yankton once because there's a big ass art. The, the, yeah. the, a lot of the, believe it or not, right in our state of South Dakota, the, the universe, the entire world of archery across the world goes to Yankton, where this is all kind of a great big fucking deal. And, and Ted Nugent and some his ex-wife is related to somebody down there somehow or somehow this works. And so he was there signing books. Like, I don't know, I remember getting up early and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like how, how, remember in the old days of the union when Jimmy Hoffa would come to your town, you'd get <laughs> all the kids up at three o'clock and shake the fucking coal dust off them and be like, there's a union man coming. That's what it was like when the nudes came down to Yankton. Dad's like, get up, Santa's here. <laughs> And we're going to shoot some arrows with him. <laughs> Hawk man, he was into it. <laughs> All right, dude. I have a two o'clock. We better wrap up. You yeah. Anything else? I got a doctor appointment. Hope you feel better. Thank you. It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular credits was recorded in studio 2a executive producer is mark (laughs) he's in my cell phone is mark fucking houston (laughs) executive producer is mark houston engineering chris jaquez i think it's jaquez i call him jaquez and he is certainly the smartest man at home slice when it comes to technical abilities I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon and all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert Tiberius Henry. 
See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share, and you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this, and he's going to be so annoyed, and that tickles my fancy. (laughs) So leave this goddamn piece in.